Built for agriculture and powered by farm credit, AgDirect's financing terms are among the most flexible in the ag equipment business, matching the income stream of ag producers. Discover why more dealers and their customers are choosing AgDirect to finance, lease, and refinance ag equipment by visiting agdirect.com. I'm Managing Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. According to Ag Equipment Intelligence's latest Dealer Sentiments and Business Conditions update, in September, dealers forecast 2018 sales to be down 2%. This is down from the 1% decline forecast in the previous month. One dealer summed up the current conditions by saying, this month there was almost 60 inches of rain in our area. On top of that, crop prices remain poor, interest rates are rising, farmer cash flow is weak, Steel prices are increasing, we have too much used inventory, and we are under pressure from the major manufacturers to order at 2010 levels. Shortline dealers are forecasting the largest decline at down 14%. Kubota dealers are the most optimistic, anticipating sales to be up 4% in 2018. The OEMs are forecasting North American ag equipment sales to be flat to up 10% in 2018. Deer is calling for a 10% increase, while Echo anticipates sales to be flat to up 5%. CNH Industrial's outlook for tractors in North America is for flat to up 5%. For combines, CNH Industrial is forecasting sales to be up 10%. Looking to 2019, dealers' forecast is for 1% year-over-year declines versus the 1% growth expected previously with a net 13% of dealers expecting growth versus 15% last month. Commenting on next year, one dealer says, Customers haven't felt the price increases yet. When 2019 comes around and we've sold through our old inventory, sales could decline. This week's dealers on the move are Tingley's Harvest Center and LandPro Equipment. Royal Racing BV, a global distributor of ag equipment based in the Netherlands, has purchased a majority share of Tingley's Harvest Center, a full-service class dealership with three locations in Saskatchewan and Alberta. The partnership will focus on further growing the business and expanding the presence for Tingley's Harvest Center and Class product in Western Canada. Shane Tingley and Class will both remain minority shareholders in the company. John Deere dealer LandPro Equipment has acquired Valley Ag and Turf, a five-store dealership based in Halifax, Pennsylvania. LandPro is the largest Deere dealer in the Northeast by number of locations and now has 20 stores in New York, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. Now here's James DeGraff with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. As ag technology evolves to include more machine learning and automated functions, the threat of data theft and other cyber crimes is increasing. Taking a deeper look into what farmers, dealers, and manufacturers need to be wary of, the Department of Homeland Security, or DHS, recently released its Threats to Precision Agriculture report. The study uncovered a series of cyber-based threats unique to precision agriculture and categorized them into three sections threats to confidentiality, threats to integrity, and threats to availability. Unique threats to confidentiality include the intentional theft or unintentional leakage of data, the, un the intentional publishing of confidential information, and the dishonest selling of data. Unique threats to integrity which center on the increased adoption of equipment automation, robotics, and machine learning include the falsification of data to disrupt crops or livestock, the introduction of rogue data in the sensor networks. Unique threats to availability refer to the untimeliness of machinery losses due to cyber intervention, 
Examples include disruption to navigation systems and the failure of smart livestock production facilities. To combat the various threats, the DHS emphasized the use of security controls commonly used in other industries. Derived from the Center for Internet Security, key examples include the implementation of email and web browser protections to reduce attack risk, the limitation of control network ports, protocols, and services to only authenticated or authorized systems, and the separation of operational technologies and business operations, which mitigates the risk to machinery. More information on precision egg cyber threats and solutions, in addition to the complete DHS report with cyber threat scenarios, can be found on the recently launched Ag Equipment Intelligence website. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, James. The Kansas City Federal Reserve Bank reported non-real estate farm lending increased significantly in the third quarter. The total volume of non-real estate farm loans grew more than 30% versus a year ago. This sharp growth in lending followed steady increases earlier in the year and represents the largest annual percentage third quarter increase since 2002. The data comes from the Federal Reserve Bank's National Survey of Terms and Lending to Farmers. Although this spike in farm lending was driven primarily by operating loans, lending volumes increased notably for the purpose of buying farm machinery. The volume of operating loans for the quarter came in at $55.8 billion, a 27.7% increase from the same period of 2017. As for farm machinery loans, the volume totaled $5.2 billion, an increase of 33.3% from a year ago. The large increase in loan volumes was also influenced by larger sized loans. Continuing recent trends, the volume of very large loans rose sharply in the quarter. The volume of loans larger than $1 million nearly doubled in the quarter and accounted for nearly 40% of total non-real estate lending. When compared to the previous quarter, the volume of non-real estate loans decreased by less than 3%, a much less pronounced decrease than the 10-year average decline of 14% between the second and third quarters. Net farm income is a good indicator of how ag equipment sales will fare in the year ahead. According to the University of Missouri's Food and Agricultural Policy Research Institute, or FAPRI, net income will decline slightly in 2018 and then again in 2019. According to FAPRI, 2018 net farm income is expected to be $72.3 billion, down from $75.5 billion in 2017. That's expected to fall to $69.5 billion in 2019. This includes payments from the Market Facilitation Program that provides farmers with compensation for losses incurred because of trade disputes. Pat Westhoff, who authored the FAPRI report, says they assume $4 billion in MFP payments will be made in calendar year 2018 and another $700 million in 2019. He adds that no additional MFP payments are assumed, but notes it's possible a second round will be announced later this year. Total North American ag equipment sales are up 7.3% year-over-year through the first three quarters of the year. While equipment sales began to recover earlier in Canada, sales reports from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers show that sales are beginning to slide downward in Canada. Meanwhile, U.S. sales have continued to improve. In the U.S., total tractor sales were up 7.6% for the first nine months of 2018 versus the same period of 2017. In Canada, total tractor sales were up 3% for the same period. The more significant difference, however, can be seen in combines between the two countries. In the U.S., year-to-date combine sales are an, up an impressive 21.3%, while Canadian unit sales are down 4.6%. 
In John Deere's September retail sales report, which looks at rolling three-month sales, its North American sales were up more than the industry for combines, utility tractors, and row crop tractors. For four-wheel drive tractors and compact tractors, Deere sales were up less than the industry averages. Lindsay, a global manufacturer and distributor of air irrigation and infrastructure equipment, announced results for its fourth quarter and fiscal year ended August 31, 2018. Revenues for the fourth quarter of fiscal 2018 were $123.3 million, a decrease of 7%, compared to revenues of $131.9 million in the prior year's fourth quarter. Total revenues for the year were $547.7 million, an increase of 6% compared to revenues of $518 million in the prior year. Irrigation segment revenues dropped 6% compared to the prior year's fourth quarter. North American irrigation revenues increased 3% to $60.6 million, reflecting an increase in irrigation system unit volume. International irrigation revenues decreased 18% to $35.6 million due to the market disruptions in Brazil that continued during the quarter and lower project activity in developing markets compared to the prior year. And now from the Implement and Tractor archives. 90 years ago, Continental launched Europe's first pneumatic tractor tire to the market with the T2 Agricultural Tractor Tire. It was only four years later when the next development, the T3AS tire, introduced an optimized tread and improved tractive force. In 1938, as Germany's first tire manufacturer, the company decided not to link individual tread lugs in its new T4AS tire. Since then, the tread lugs and agricultural tractor tires have been separated in the tread center, which created a higher tractive force. What is more, minimal slip ensured effective interlocking with the soil, which eliminated the use of chains and grippers. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lessonermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.